0: I was shocked to see how long they'd been on their medication. I was shocked to hear stories of how people were much worse after they'd been on yeah. medication for a long time. This is coming from them.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and how they thought that they were, be, you know, before. And and I think I obviously came across people who were at the height of their different addictions and at their different um, um, anxiety levels to the point where they went I need help and I need residential help Like I need to go
1: somewhere this podcast may challenge your beliefs about well-being. Hi, we are Anjan Suraj, a husband and wife team, psychiatrists, authors and well-being coaches. We guide heart-centered entrepreneurs and professionals to their true well-being. We bring our mental health and coaching experience and understanding of Eastern spirituality into our conversations every week. So if you're excited to embrace clarity, fun and ease in your life, relationships and business, stay tuned. Welcome to the Listening Into well-being podcast. Welcome to another episode of Listening Into Wellbeing. For this episode, I'm going to share with you an interview I did with my friend, Amanda. Amanda is a well-being coach and she recently joined our Mental Wealth Mastery community as a founding member. Now I'm going to play the interview and I'll see you on the other side.
0: Hello and welcome to Serendibly Story Storytime. I have a beautiful guest here with me and her name is Dr. Rani Bora. I am going to get Rani to introduce herself, but um, Rani and I met a few years ago at one of our, probably the Viva event in Spain, I think is where we spent some time together. And I recently just joined, uh, Rani has set up a Mental Wealth Mastery Community. And I saw this advertised um, and it was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something that would be be up my street. Yeah, I was so excited (laughs) when you joined. Yeah, Amanda has joined. Amazing. Uh, (laughs) So, Rani, um, with all your gorgeousness, would you just introduce yourself? Tell us whatever you want you want us to know about you and what this is about, what this little community is about.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Amanda. So, um, my name is Rani. I'm a, um, psychiatrist. I am, I, I consider myself a holistic psychiatrist and I'm also a wellness coach. And the, the, the way, the reason I met Amanda was because we share, we, we share similar, um, um, you know, we, we have similar passion and is about seeing mental health rather than seeing mental ill health. So I, I think I, I'll just summarize myself saying I'm someone who's constantly looking at what, what's, what's well already. Was already there that doesn't need to be fixed? And I work in the the traditional mental health uh, setting and I have been trained as a traditional psychiatrist. So I had a big aha moment when I came across the three principles for the inside out understanding. And I saw for the first time that although my intentions were very good and I considered myself a recovery oriented psychiatrist, I was actually trying to fix the person because I thought there was something wrong with the person. And and um the thing is obviously there are symptoms that um that we need to look at and especially if someone is really, really unwell, then we need to support them. But I think in the long run, the people really the the best thing we can ever do for anyone is to show them to their you know, who they truly are. Realize for for people to for people's pennies to drop in a way, to know that, you know, they are whole already, they're complete already. And um, that's what I my work is about. And that's what I love doing. So in terms of this community that you have joined, uh, it's called Mental Wealth, uh, Wealth Mastery community. It's a membership uh, community. And Suraj, and my, hus- my husband, who's also a holistic psychiatrist and a wellness coach, the two of us have joined hands and we wanted to do something different for people with mental health. Uh, issues. A lot of uh, the, the challenges that we see is that people, when people are poorly, they come to mental health uh, services and they get some treatment, and it could be traditional treatment like oh, medication and CBT, and 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 then you go off. But, you know, a lot of people take medication because they think that medication is going to fix them, to make them feel better. But there's more and more evidence coming up than actually, um, you know, people really need to realize what the medications are for and what the medications are not uh, for. So there's something about people having this. Uh, misunderstanding that, oh, there's a chemical imbalance in the brain and the medications fix the chemical imbalance. I mean, that's, that's a myth that's been busted now for good. And yet this, this, um, this myth is still continuing. A lot of people will say, well, I take my medication because I have got a chemical imbalance. And, and, you know, you can't blame anyone. It's also the doctors. We have been primed to say that, you know, this, uh, there's a chemical imbalance in the brain and this antidepressants and other ma- medications fix the chemical imbalance. Like, it's not straightforward and nothing's been proven after after decades of um, having, you know, doing research on this topic. So we are really passionate, uh, my husband and I, to give people who are going through mental health difficulties the right support, the right information about medication. We are not saying medication is good or bad. Well, you know, you need to know what medications do and can't do. You definitely need to know the side effects of medications, you know, what you're signing up for once you take medication and also the most important thing is that, you know, when you want to come off medication, you know, not everyone can just stop, you know, can gradually taper it in a, in a, in a, um, in a month or so. Some people might take years, months or years to something called the withdrawal symptoms. And so there's so much of, um, you know, um, lack of information in the right place. But I don't think it's all about medications. What we wanted to do is we know a, you know, a lot of people, I mean, they come to us, you know, it would be um, sometimes it's professionals like um, coaches and uh, therapists saying, oh, I have this person who's on medication. Can you help them? And I don't know what to do because I don't have the uh, understanding to help them. And sometimes people uh, um, people come to us who are on medications and they say, I'm looking for a psychiatrist. I'm looking for a doctor who would be willing to listen to my story and help Help me come off this medication because they're not helping me, and we don't have much time. And so, what we wanted to do is, we wanted to empower coaches and uh, therapists and professions who work with um, people with mental health difficulties, or who might want to uh, help help people who are not getting any support um, by by. Upscaling them to give them you know something that they can then confidently say, "I understand about medication I, I'm not a prescriber, I'm not going to prescribe medication, I'm not also going to tell you to stop medication, but I can guide you to the right information, but not just that, Amanda they also will be pointing people to, you know, the true essence, that they are not broken. So that's... Uh, and obviously, we look at lifestyle and, you know, modification and everything else that's, um, that we need to do to look after the body because we can't, you know, we cannot look after the body. So that's very important. So that's in a nutshell. Um, I can go on and on, but I'm sure you'll have questions, Amanda. So I'll stop there.
0: I love that as well because exactly, actually... There's an invitation here, I guess, for anybody who's listening to this video. If they're interested, we'll put the details below. And if they if they're right to join this membership, you, it's still open. Is that right? Yeah,
1: well, well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is that we are taking founding members. We will be stopping. Uh, Uh, pretty soon because we can't have founding members forever and ever. So we just started last month and this is our second month so we are still taking in founding members. The benefits of the founding members is that we are doing more hand-holding. We are giving more intense one-to-one support. There is this community we are building up of like-minded people and also um, it is a very heavily discounted price at the moment for founding members because we just want to have more and more people People say, "I need to do something about uh, you know what I see as not not acceptable as something you know lacking, and I want to be able to bridge the gap. and I just want to be of service, and but I don't know how. So this is why we are taking founding members um, uh, for for a bit longer, but it will end at some point, and then we will close the founding members." um so we are inviting people if you're if you're very interested or you know you you're passionate about um seeing alleviating mental health suffering and you know that you 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 want to learn you want to be part of something bigger then definitely the invitation is open
0: yeah that's fantastic and they can call you and contact you and have a chat the details will be below so rani this is so um this is so close to my heart, because, as you know, I worked in an addiction center for yes. for a few years um had a clinic there as admin, admissions manager and i um I think I was shocked to see the amount of medications that people came in with. I was shocked to see how long they'd been on their medication. I was shocked to hear stories of how people were much worse after they'd been mm. on medication for a long time. This is coming from them
1: yeah.
0: and, and how they thought that they were, bef- you know, before. And, and I think I obviously came across people who were at the height of their different addictions and at their different um, um, anxiety levels to the point where they went, I need help and I need residential help Like I need to go somewhere. So obviously, I'm, I'm talking with people that that really ha, um, knew that there was something off, very off in their world, and they needed that, that support. So, um, it really, yeah, it really, when this group came along, I was like, wow, because I think there is something about if you are a counsellor, a therapist, a coach. You're gonna hear that story. Yeah. You know, you're gonna hear that story again and again. And, and I was was really aware that I had a bit of a bias, like I told you, of like, oh meds are bad, you know, meds, oh my goodness. And of course I don't believe that to be fully true, that um that all medication is bad and wrong. I just have this desire that everybody understood how their mind worked and how yeah. how their psychological system worked before medication being the number one you know the number one answer. Yeah. Um so I think you know we are part of a of a community that have got this dream, we've got this mission yeah. to help share so that we, what we see is is something so magical that helps us to understand how our mind works.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you something about how the mind works. The other thing that's so fascinating is that um there is this placebo effect. Uh, in medication yeah and a lot of the trials have shown that when it comes to mild and moderate depression um you know the placebos are you know the the antidepressants are not any better than the placebos in fact someone might be taking an antidepressant and it might be having a placebo effect so placebo effect is not bad all it means is that the mind is extremely powerful and if if you believe that something is going to work you know um then it, it is going to work when you think that this is uh, you know oh I I'm taking something so it will make me work, but what if people knew how the mind works? People knew their true essence, people really got that they were not broken, and from that place, they could still continue to take the medication as prescribed as for as long as the need as long as it's not uh, taking you know giving any untoward effects, but at some point when they really feel that okay it's time to come off medication they you know they will continue to do well. And one disclaimer very quickly, Amanda, is I want to... One thing that if I can give a message for people, irrespective of whether they join a community or not, is that medications, all psychotropic medications especially, they're so strong that they should never be discontinued abruptly. Never. So anyone listening and hearing you and me and saying, oh my goodness, uh, I might as well think about my medication. I might as well stop my medication. Absolutely not. Please don't do it. I have seen people um, have severe withdrawal symptoms, which are then misdiagnosed as having a relapse of their mental health issues. So always have to, you know, um, discuss with your professional and it has to be done very, very, very gradually. Uh, Otherwise, people still have protracted withdrawal symptoms. So that's a message I want to give, not just the People who might be on any medication, especially antidepressants, but also coaches and counselors who might be uh, working with people. And if they hear, a, you know, say, them say that, oh, I'm going to stop my medication, your alarm bells should be, you know, should be ringing and say, actually, I don't think it's a good idea. Actually, even if you, you know, taper it off uh, two weeks or so, because you have been on it for five years. You can't do that. You really need to reconsider and, and sort of speak to your professional, speak to your doctor about it. So that's the message I would like to give out while we're yeah. having this conversation.
0: And, it is, and that is, you know, it's, um, you know, obviously that's just great advice because what I also saw was when people actually realized they were ready to do something about it, they they also had a panic, like, oh, I feel so bad now. I, I'm going to feel even worse, surely, when I come off it. that there was this upping of medication, upping of medication. Like they wanted more thinking or believing that more medication would make them better, quicker or something, mm. like you say. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, you know, I, I understand that doctors have got big hearts and doctors are trained in the way they're trained and there's often a lack of time, right, you know, with, with when people go to visit the doctor, and it's wonderful that some doctors have access to refer people for more for, for people to talk to, or whatever it is. But I think that having these kind of conversations and having more people in the world, like you say, all well, the helpers in the world of mental health, yeah, um, being able to um, really support, them, really, really with love seeing that wellness inside of people like you said seeing their innate resilience um and and for us to learn okay well you know when is you know how does how does it really work how can we support them how i think i learned a lot working at the recovery center about medication but you know and and there's a i don't know an invitation there that there's a lot to learn and people can learn a lot and be so much more supportive yes it's a scary time for people right if they have now attach their well being to medication, and actually letting go of that is scary. Yeah. Like if we attach our well being to anything,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I completely understand that. And I think um, doctors are also very worried about people uh, coming off medication. In fact, sometimes people say, well, you have to take this medication for the rest of the life. And at, at the same time, we haven't got research for, you know, long-term research showing that it actually it's beneficial to take it for the rest of your life. Uh, Amanda, while you're speaking, a metaphor came to me. I was on Twitter the other day, and this was a medical doctor, actually. So it was a psychiatrist um um you know there was a there was a comment about a post where they're saying that if we see a complex problem we add more and more and more rather than um sort of uh not adding more and taking off off some so i think it's the same with medication so when we see someone we think someone is having a complex problem we get we keep adding more and more and more and this doctor was saying very wisely that okay um you know the danger of polypharmacy like too many medication but also People should not be allowed to prescribe unless they know how to de-prescribe, and we have not been taught to de-prescribe. And then another um, psychiatrist then uh, tweeted um, that, "Yeah, it's like driving a car. No one should be able to uh, allowed to drive a car if they can only go forward, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if they can't reverse, or if they can't do parallel parking." Yeah. And then I jumped into that tweet, uh, that, that Twitter conversation, and I said, "Absolutely, I agree with that." Uh, prescribing medication is like driving the car forward okay so we are driving forward so reversing the car is like being able to deprescribe safely, not to say, Oh, you can stop this medication because I know some patients have been told just to stop medication. You'll be fine. No, absolutely not. So you need to be able to de-prescribe. parallel parking means that you need to know if the person is taking more than one medication, you need to know the, you know, the, the interactions between the different medications. So I think this is a really lovely metaphor to use. Like, um, so do the do the do the prescribers know this? Otherwise, they should not be allowed to drive the car. But also, perhaps the coaches and a the therapists, or anyone who wants to help people, they are also starting to observe the you know you know what the the people who are coming through there to their coaching or their their counselling, whether these people, when they start the medication, are they being informed? Have they been given enough support to come off the medication if they feel better rather than getting stuck on the medication because no one wants to help them? And, you know, are they taking too many medications that might be interfering with the ability to connect to the therapist in the therapeutic space, because then if you and me, we share about the, the, the inside out understanding, or we point people to innate health, and they are like half, uh, half asleep, or they can't concentrate, or they, you know any of those side effects, then it's going to have an impact, right? So I think it's really important for people to know all this and say, I'm not just going to settle for saying, oh, I don't know about the medication. My role as a therapist, as a coach, as a healthcare professional, is to find out more and be part of a supportive community, be part of a answer rather than be part of the problem and saying, oh, you know, we have such a lot, you know, we are in a mess. So rather than saying that, let's all be together, be part of a problem, uh, pro- part of solution, I beg your pardon.
0: And I like, it's like we would call it really... We see it being like what we might call a subtractive psychology. It's I like know that was coming
1: to like me. Subtractive Absolutely. Subtractive
0: psychiatry, right? Yeah. And
1: oh, wow. I never thought of subtractive psych, uh, psychiatry because I know Jamie Smart talks about subtractive psychology, subtractive yeah. psychiatry.
0: But it kind of is, it reminds me of that. And I'll tell you the other thing that I was so interested to learn so much about, Rani, was. The dangers of mixing certain things, you know, like so many people that I saw who were within treatment were mixing alcohol with their um, with their prescribed meds. Yeah, you know, some of them were doing it on purpose to try and get a buzz out of something, and or they had worked out how to mix this with this gives a different effect. They weren't; they were taking them for some sort of a hit and a high. And I remember having a conversation with you recently where you talked about. You know, what happens is as well that people don't realize when they're actually drink, when they're actually drinking alcohol, then it stops anyway the, the workings
1: of, of the medication. Well, it you know it's an it, it has a numbing effect as well, isn't it? The alcohol, but also you know uh, what we do say is not to not to take the medication at the same time as your as the alcohol. But then what people do is that when they go on a drinking spree, they say, "Well, I'm drinking, so I'll miss my you know I'll, I'll just skip my antidepressant." But even one day of skipping a medication can bring in withdrawal symptoms, and they feel, "Oh my goodness, the medication! I thought the medication was not working, but actually." Actually, it was working, so I better, you know, better go back on the medication. But, but that's, that's, that's not, that's a misunderstanding. It's not that medication is working, it's just that the mismedications have very strong, uh, are extremely strong, and then they get withdrawal symptoms, and then people panic. And, and people don't tell us the truth that they have been skipping medication because they are taking alcohol, because they are being, you know, they are tr- just trying to, um, you know, use common sense. Like they know that this mixing is not good. But at the same time, you know, I would say that you don't take it at the same time, but you can't miss your medication if you have been prescribed that because that's going to add another problem.
0: And it is, that just reminds me actually of, of, you know, being, working the treatments and working with people all the time. It's very normal for people not to tell us the truth of what they've been taking because they get their packet from the doctor and, and they can take as many as they want at night. Right. So they've been prescribed maybe one medication for the night, but they've always taken two. Mm. Sometimes they've taken four. You because know.
1: More it's more like, is better
0: sort of thing. Well, in there yeah. well, they've just got used to it, right? Or they they, you know, they the fear of not going to sleep or being left yeah. with their own thoughts, at what they do is they double their their sleeping tableau or whatever it is. So they've got themselves in a real kerfuffle. And and so actually being honest. It's like any of us going to do one of these tests where they ask you how many times a week do you exercise, how many times a week do you drink, how many units. People tend to tend to just tweak it a little bit because we they want don't to look one. exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. No, no hard feelings. Not nothing different except that we want to portray a better a better side of us. Like okay, we have, we have been listening, we have been going to the gym, or um, yeah, like that. And and people, I, th- I think people are not intentionally doing it because I think people also feel a lot of like low self-esteem and low self-confidence and in a way maybe they know that's not good so they not say it. but then if you don't say it to us then we would just assume the medication is not working so we'll increase the dose or we'll change the medication. and every time they a change in medication, there's a switch in medication or increase in dose or reduction in dose, even that can, like I said to you earlier that they can still destabilize the person and then they will think, oh my goodness, my, my ill health is worse than I actually thought, but actually mm. it's nothing to do with the ill health is, you know, because they are having a medication in the system. Um, so that's something to know. But you said something else that I really liked you said when you were working in the addiction center um you said people might and and you're just giving a hypothetical situation that that people might be popping more medication more p- sleeping pills because they don't want to be alone with their thoughts with the trouble thoughts and and that's a biggie i think we're trying to medicate our our suffering and would it not be wonderful for people to just understand the root cause of suffering and also understand the root cause of well-being? Then they would actually be able to say, um, rather than going for another medication because they can't sleep or another medication because they still feel, um, if they still feel lower anxious, then they can really look at their experience and where the experiences are coming from. And, and actually the more they explore that, the more they will, um, discover the innate health. Mm.
0: and rani i'm sure just like you my heart goes out to anybody that's been caught up you know with a the innocence of a misunderstanding of how our mind works um grown up with <clears throat> whatever story you know we've got big stories there are big things that have happened in lots of our lives and they've got to the point where they felt that they were doing the right thing for asking for help. And then they've got themselves in a pickle and, you know, they've got themselves, um, and and, and I don't think it's not an easy time for people. You know, it's not easy for people to ask for help. It's not easy for people to come and talk to somebody sometimes. Um, But it's wonderful for me to know that, you know, these communities are still growing and people, the care is there, that the moment that people are ready to come or you know, we're here like yeah. in, in that way we just we're here and we want to help you by pointing you back to like you say everything you've already got inside we're not here to fix you we're not here we're not the heroes here and we're you know the wisdom inside any or any of us is inside everybody right Absolutely. so we we, we, we want to share that wisdom point them back to their own wisdom and that feels that feels good right that's a good that feels like a good thing which i think is why most people went into the game of therapy, yeah. doctors, nurses, yeah. um, you know, people that got, have gone and worked in, for charities, people that work in support centres. Yeah. Uh, lots of people give lots of time. Yeah. Lots of people want to help. I think at our basic human nature, we want to help. Yeah. Like, we, we, you know, that's that's natural for us. And to see somebody, if anybody who's listening to this, has themselves got up, but has... A, someone in their family or a friend and they see that you know they see people suffering right you know they, they see it. that's it's not nice
1: for us as humans to watch people we love and care about
0: suffering. Yeah. it's
1: not easy no it, it isn't and the thing is that once we see someone suffering um the thing is that most of us um think about oh, this person is suffering and, you know, they need to be supported. But we also come from a fix them mode as well, very innocently, if we don't understand about our true nature. Um, and, and that's what I used to do. And, uh, you know, I can still fall into doing that. But And I catch myself doing that. I think someone um, recently, I, I spoke to a um, three principles coach, and they were saying, like, in the past, it was like people would shy away because of the stigma of uh, mental health, men, mental um, health issues. They would not talk to, talk at all about and, and keep their, you know, keep themselves like shy away from sharing. And because of the campaign and anti-stigma campaign about, you know, it's okay not to be okay and please speak, you know, please talk to someone. But then, then, um, then when people speak, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. We need to be fixed. And she, and she said, would it not be wonderful to change that to sort of yes, you need to be open open about your difficulties, but then we are pointing people to innate health rather than saying you need to be fixed because you are suffering. So you need to be actually you need to understand about where your suffering comes from and about your true true health and resilience. So I think that's what she said about about shifting the paradigm very gently, so is we are still supporting people. We're still doing what we do in in our own way, but really looking at at the shifting from, you know, you you are you're damaged, you're you're broken, you need to be fixed. To um, you may be lost, but you're not broken, and and yeah. you're lost, and it's okay. We all get lost, and let us you know point you to the true home, the true source mm-hmm. of well being.
0: And I I love that. It's like um, it's like. In one way or another, we're all leading each other home, right? We're, we're, yeah. It's like we just want to. It's like that kind of, you know, I, I picture that that child that's lost, or the the older person that's, you know, got dementia or whatever, and you just want to, You want to take yeah. them home. You, know, you want to, of course, you want to. And I think, you know, what we've got, it just feels for me like it is. It's a wonderful understanding. It's been life-changing for me personally. And like you, I could see the rescuer in me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what we're here for. We don't need to rescue people. We just can, we just want to share,
1: right? We just want to share what we've heard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in this community, I, I loved what you said, that we are all leading each other home. And I think the part of being this community, and it only started last month, but already I feel that, there's so much support in the community. All the members are so forthcoming. And yesterday, one of the members, Steph, that he just shared about this understanding. And we all were like, you know, it felt like we were all connected. And it was a good reminder of what we each are doing in our own lives and how we see, how we see things and how we have been, how our patients our clients can be our greatest teacher and it's just sharing that understanding sharing that connection and and it just felt so right i I, this this community to me feels like the next thing that needed to happen and it just came through suraj and me and we are so thankful that amanda
0: you joined us i'm so grateful to be with you to have you guys as support you know for us is amazing and we can ask you questions and you know you make videos questions and answers we get together to, twice a month you know one of the members talking you guys you know we're lucky so um oh, let's see you. let's see what magic we can uh, <laughs> conjure up between us all rani you know i really appreciate your time i have much respect for you as a doctor and as a friend and so i just want to say it's yeah it's an exciting journey thank you yeah thank you thank you from from my heart to yours.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you too. If you want to
0: come join us and be part of this community, then look at the details below. Or if you just want to speak to uh, both our details will be below. If you want to reach out to Dr. Rani Bora or myself, then uh, yeah, we'll speak to you when we do.
1: So if you're interested in finding out more about our Mental Health Mastery community and how to join, check out the show notes and also you can email us and get in touch. We are happy to answer any questions. This is something we are so passionate about, Suraj and me, supporting people through their mental health recovery journey.